Thanks for listening to Worship Local. This is a special podcast because October is Pastors Appreciation Month. So this podcast is my way of saying Happy Pastors Appreciation Month, Carlos. I want to share a few things that make Carlos such an amazing pastor. We'll hear a few things from our church members about Carlos. And ultimately, I hope this podcast helps you love and support our pastors better. So Carlos is one of those guys who simply has a magnetism about him. He's a compelling leader. He has a, a spirit-given charisma. He loves Jesus. And what he does best in the world is create an experience of joy and belonging. Joy and belonging for those who come into contact with Carlos. And that's why it's so fitting that when Carlos launched his own coffee company, which he called Happy Homes Coffee, the mission statement for his company was cultivate joy and belonging. Carlos and his family, they, they live that out. Carlos embodies that. Nobody gets to come into contact with Carlos and Caitlin without feeling known and loved and known and loved deeply. So as I've thought about stories of uh, what makes Carlos such a great pastor, there's so many stories I could tell that exemplify the type of pastor and man that Carlos is. But the one that comes to mind first was the baptism of his son, Zion. A couple months ago, Carlos got to baptize his oldest son, and it was a it was a beautiful Sunday morning at Frontier Church. We only made one mistake that morning with the baptism. <laughs> the um, the weather was beautiful, the sun was shining, the birds were chirping, our church was filled with joy, and they were surrounding the baptismal trough outside of the jazz club between the 9 and the 11 a.m. service. It was the perfect morning. We had the, bapt- the baptismal trough was borrowed, and it was filled with water, and everything was ready to go for Zion's baptism, but we made one mistake. We filled the trough with ice-cold water. And so Zion stepped into the baptismal trough and uh, the little dude's eyes got wide. I mean, Zion had been saved by Jesus. He loves Jesus and he's ready to follow Jesus as a disciple of Jesus. But like what would be true of every boy his age, when he stepped into that cold water, fear gripped his heart. And Zion turned and looked at his dad, Carlos, and said, Daddy, I don't want to go into the water. What? What kid his age would want to go into ice-cold water? We should have filled the trough with warmer water. That was a rookie mistake for a young church. But I'll never forget what Carlos did next in that moment. Carlos got down on one knee. He hugged his son. And he pastored Zion in that moment. He pastored Zion. Now, I don't know exactly what Carlos told Zion, but after Carlos encouraged Zion and hugged Zion, Zion was ready to take his next big step for following Jesus. He went under the water to identify with the death of Jesus, and he came back out of the water to identify with the resurrection of Jesus, and it was this beautiful baptismal moment. We got this beautiful picture 
you, I mean, you should really check this out on our, our church's Instagram. It's a beautiful picture of, of the moment. Carlos is baptizing his kid. Carlos has got this huge smile on his face, and he's pulling Zion back out of the water, and all the, all the baptism water is dripping off of his dreads. It's so cool. It's a beautiful picture. Um, but what strikes me is the image I have in my mind of Carlos on one knee, his arm around Zion's shoulder, pastoring Zion to go into the cold water. I love that image of Carlos because that's a good pastor. And one of the reasons why I love that image is because there are going to be times when our church doesn't want to go into the cold water. You know what I'm saying? And I love the definition of a leader as somebody who helps people go where they need to go not where they want to go. And there's going to be a million times where our church needs to get into the cold water to make bigger sacrifices, to grow in our generosity, to grow in our Christ-likeness, to love people differently than ourselves, to do those things like that. There's going to be a lot of times when our church needs to get in the cold water, but doesn't want to get in the cold water. And what I love about Carlos is that Carlos is the type of pastor who will get down on one knee put his arm around us and pastor us to get into the cold water because it's what God wants from us. That's a good pastor and that's Carlos Sims. Pastors Appreciation Month, it might be helpful to, you know, answer the question, what what is a pastor and what does a pastor do? Because at Frontier, I, I hope you guys see this, but we take pastoring seriously at our church. A pastor is not just a decision maker who is part of a board of voters. A pastor is not just somebody who's really gifted. A pastor is somebody, biblically, who oversees the souls of the members of a local church. So our our process for developing, identifying, and training pastors at our local church is no joke. It's pretty, in, it's pretty intense. It's a, it's a year-long process that's flexible. Sometimes it's more like 14, 16, 18 months. And during this process, our pastoral candidates meet with the pastoral team every other week for pastoral team meetings. This is like super crucial to their development. They pray with the other pastors. They watch how we disagree with one another lovingly. They watch how we make decisions for the local church together. They watch how we strategize for how to love people in different circumstances. So that's a key part of their development. Um, But as they're doing that during this year, they're also developing theologically over the course of the process. They read seven books on our theological emphases as a church, and then they write an essay for each of these books. These these books include um, pretty dense theological works like our pastoral statement of faith, biblical eldership by Alexander Strzok, the cross of Christ by John Stott, desiring God by John Piper, recovering biblical and manhood by a multitude of authors and a couple other books. But the purpose of, um, the purpose of getting really good books in front of pastoral candidates is to help candidates become frontier fluent. 
so that they're well-studied and well-spoken on the theological distinctives of Frontier Church. That way, there's no lack of unity in, uh, in, in, in the pastoral team. And so, after completing the curriculum, the pastoral candidate then spends the next five months, after those seven books, completing a personal development plan. They identify three key areas and pastoral ministry that they'd like to see growth in, and then I organize and provide three resources to help develop them in those three areas, and then they read some more, and then they write some more. And the purpose of this is to make sure that our pastors have kind of a growth mindset, you know, that they always have this insatiable desire to grow, to learn, to be coached, and to improve. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I was talking with another pastor of a different church um, about a year and a half ago, and he was kind of licking uh, a couple of his wounds that he was sharing with me of his experience of having pastors who abandoned him. This was a, this was a pastor who had a team of five pastors, and in the course of one month, three of those pastors ended up resigning. And so, the dude was just heartbroken, and he started to pick my brain about our pastoral development process. And when I started to share about our curriculum of books that they read, this pastor's wife stopped me in the middle of my sentence. And I'll never forget what his wife said. It was a really small comment but she arched her eyebrows, looked at me, interrupted me, and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Your elders read books for you? And I remember saying, oh, they don't just read books. They write essays and create development plans and go through quarterly elder evaluations. Um, but I love that comment that that the pastor's wife made. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your elders read books for you? I think that comment is illuminating because I think most churches struggle to find pastors. So, they lower the bar. They lower their expectations. Their pastors don't go through a rigorous process. And that's why she arched her eyebrows with a look of amazement on her face and said, your pastors read books for you? And I'm telling this story not to toot our own horn, but I want to be really clear. I think we have the best pastors in the world. No, they're not perfect. No, they're not flawless. But they bust their butts to serve you well. And I want you to know that, Frontier Church. So I asked our church what they thought about Carlos's pastoral ministry at our local church, and they said a million things, but these were a couple of my favorite comments from church members. One member said, quote, Carlos just loves people, like really, really, really loves people like Jesus. I love that quote. Here's another quote from a church member, quote, we love that Carlos preaches the the gospel every time he gets behind the pulpit. The Lord has given him a clear gifting in teaching. Here's another quote from our church. 
Carlos is by far one of my favorite people. Carlos goes deep and he goes deep fast. He wants to know you and really understand you as a person. He takes the time to dig deeper with everyone he comes into contact with, and he's open with a transparency that's hard to find. I'm super blessed to call him a friend and a pastor. I really love this next quote. A church member said, Carlos makes space for humans. There's no need to clean up in front of him or pretend. He'll listen to you right where you're at without any condemnation or any shame, and he'll still bring the gospel. Here's another thing our church said about him. Carlos's vision for a multi-ethnic church has been encouraging, inspiring, and challenging in all the best ways. He truly sees everybody as an image bearer and treats others with the utmost respect, even if they're different from him or wouldn't be someone he has natural affinity for. Or here's just a really quick story from a church member. One night after community group, I was talking to Carlos about my insecurities regarding speaking in tongues and exercising my gifts and whether it was real or right or what people would think of me. And at the end of the conversation, after listening so well to me, Carlos just said to me, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Be free. And I felt that permission so deep in my soul. Church, we're so lucky to have Carlos as one of our pastors, so when you see Carlos next, make sure you tell him thank you for being our pastor. He really is one of the best dudes that I know. He's the guy at the bonfire who can talk to you about football, but who also makes sure the conversation gets deeper to Jesus. He's going to be the guy who can be the life of the party, but also knows when to shut up and listen to people who need to be listened to. I'm so happy to have Carlos as my pastor, and there's nobody else that I'd rather serve with than him. There's going to be times, I just know it, there are going to be times when I don't want to get into the cold water. But I know that in Carlos, I have a pastor who will get down on one knee, put his arm around my shoulder, and pastor me to go where I need to go, not just where I want to go. So I love you, Carlos. Happy Pastor's Appreciation Month, bro. Wonderfully made, but made nonetheless by the age of the days. He is the way, the life and the truth of Messiah has raised. All of the praise, blessing and glory and all of the honor. But what did I say? You live in him, you go on like a comma. My life is grace. I could have been dead. He would that job my life was spared. He made me his family. Now I call him Abba. He got heaven and his name is hollow. Ain't worried about today. Cause he got tomorrow. I know you got sorrow. But it won't last. We'll still be praying, Lord. Come fast. I'm waiting on the Lord like I'm busting tables. Devil coming through the channels like I got cable. But I know that he is able. More than that, I know he's willing. I'm reminded by his cradle. God came down and he got low. Associated with people that he didn't know. To give us all hope in this cold world. Own soul, it's collateral. So, yeah, I'm going in like a holiday. I work the form like your boy getting paid. You do the same if you tasted his grace. I'll do it for eternity, seeking his face. Suffer well, hold on. God ain't left, he's still on the throne. My heart hit with stone, but his love is shown. That's hope all alone. That's hope all alone. Wonderful.
wonderfully made But made nonetheless by the age of the days He is the way The life and the truth the Messiah has raised All of the praise Blessing and glory and all of the honor But what did I say? You live in him, you go on like a comma My life is grace I could have been dead He with that chopper Wonderfully made But made nonetheless by the age of the days Pow, pow. My life was spared He made me his family Now I 